Welcome to the Pilgrim's Well podcast. Pilgrim's Well is produced by Seventh Reformed Church as a resource for the souls of Christians wherever you are in your journey. Here we share testimonies, provide spiritual encouragement, and discuss key topics of the Christian faith, systematic theology, and so much more. Join us now for today's episode of the Pilgrim's Well. Welcome back to another uh, episode here on the Pilgrim's Journey. We're so excited to have you back here. We're going to continue to follow John Bunyan's story of Christian as he travels to, from the city of destruction to the celestial city. We've now come, and he's gone through the narrow gate, and we're on the narrow way. I think the best way to understand this is that he meets different people. Some of them are truly fellow travelers. I think he's going to mention them as fellow travelers. But then he meets other people that I don't think are on the narrow way to heaven, but he meets them as he travels. So think about this as as you go and you're a true believer, you walk on your path on earth, and you meet a lot of other people that are not true believers, but that might seek to distract you left or right. Today we're going to have... Two new people that he meets, and you'll find out soon enough. Now, as Christian reflected on this disturbing encounter, he noticed two men come tumbling over the wall on the left-hand side of the narrow way, and they hurried along to catch up with him. The name of one was Formalist, and the name of the other, Hypocrisy. So, as I mentioned, they drew near, and Christian commenced a conversation with them. Christian, gentlemen, from where have you come, and what is your destination? Formalist and hypocrisy. We were born in the land of fain glory, and are going to Mount Zion for the purpose of receiving praise. Christian. Then why did you not enter at the wicked gate that is looked at the beginning of this way? Located, not looked. At, located at the beginning of this way. Don't you know that it has been written, he who does not enter in by the door, but climbs up some other way, that same person is a thief and a robber? Formalist and hypocrisy. That may be so. However, our countrymen have all agreed that this entrance or wicked gate you mention is too far away. Rather, they prefer to take a shortcut and climb over the wall at this point, just as we have done. Christian. But will not your custom be regarded as a trespass against the Lord of the celestial city to which we are headed, and thus a violation of his revealed will? Formalist and hypocrisy. Well, don't trouble yourself about that. The reason is that their manner of entry has become a long-established custom. In fact, many witnesses would testify that it has been accepted as an established preferable route for though for over a thousand years. Christian, nevertheless, will you practice stand up to investigation in a court of law? Formalist and hypocrisy. We believe so. Our tradition has been accepted for so long that it is for well over a thousand years, which it would doubtless be admitted as a legal ordinance by any impartial judge. However... Practically speaking, we are now in the way. So, what does it matter how we got in? If we are in, then we are in. As we understand it, you are 
in the way, having entered through the narrow gate, and we also are in the way by means of tumbling over a wall. So how is your present condition any different from ours? Christian, I walk by the rule of my master. You walk according to the uninformed working of your own imagination. You're already considered to be thieves by the Lord of the way. Therefore, I have little doubt that you'll be found to be illegitimate pilgrims at the end of the way. You entered in by your own devising without his direction, and so you will leave by yourselves without his mercy. At this, they hardly offered a reply, <laughs> except that they suggested that Christian should pay attention to himself. Then I saw each man move ahead, though without much conversation taking place between them. However, the two intruders did have this to say, that as to laws and ordinance, doubtless they were as conscientious in obeying them as he. So they continued, We do not see where you differ from us in the slightest, except for the coat which you are wearing. Most likely it was provided by your neighbors to hide your shameful nakedness. Christian. By obedience to laws and ordinance, you will not be saved since you did not enter in at the wicked gate. And as for this coat that I wear, it was given to me by the Lord of the celestial city to which I am going. Yes, it is for the purpose of covering my nakedness. And furthermore, I accept it as a token of his kindness granted to me when earlier I wore nothing but rags. Besides, this garment comforts me as I travel. I must, I muse about that time when I shall eventually arrive at the gate of the celestial city. Surely the Lord will recognize me on account of me wearing this coat, that which he freely gave me on the day when he stripped me of my rags. Moreover, I have a mark on my forehead that you may not have noticed. It was placed on me by one of my Lord's most intimate associates, on the same day when my burden fell off from my shoulders. In addition to this, I have been given a sealed scroll to be read for comfort as I continue along the way. I have ordered, I've been ordered to hand it in at the wicked gate of the celestial city as a token of my authorization to enter. However, I doubt if you desire any of these things, though you do lack them because you did not enter at the wicked gate." To these comments, they did not make a reply, except that they looked at each other and then <laughs> burst out laughing. Then I noticed that they all continued to press forward. The Christian moved ahead of them on his own. So not talking with these strangers any longer, he could only muse with himself, sometimes singing and at other times expressing contentment. For further refreshments, he would often read from the scroll earlier given to him by one of the Shining Ones. What a chapter, wasn't it? These two people that have come up with this new way and it's established for a thousand years. Well, if my parents did it and their parents and their great, 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 great parents, well, then it must be an acceptable way before God. Now, did you notice what they were focused on? They said, we are just as conscientious as you are. 
We are people who try to be very religious, to walk in a narrow way. We have stripped our life in such a way that we look just like you, Christian. Except we don't have the garment. We don't have the mark on our forehead. and We didn't get this scroll. What is this speaking about, do you think? What is this, this picture referring to? Well, it's the opposite almost as, as last time. Last time, there were people that were said they were Christians, but they were kind of lazy and just kind of walking around and just sleeping. They were not walking, really. They were sleeping and chained to their chains of, of sloth and, and complacement and all of that. But these are diligent. They're dil- they look like Christians. They're very religious. Uh, they're very focused on external conscientious things. And yet, they have not entered a narrow gate. They have not come as sinners in need of new garments. They've not received that sign on their forehead. They've not received that scroll, which I think is, yes, it's speaking about the Bible, but really the word of God in the heart, right? The law of God has been written upon your heart. These are people that are externally religious. Now, there's many of them today that are very religious. Uh, They walk according to a strict rule, kind of like the Pharisees. But they've never come as poor, broken sinners in need of salvation. They've never recognized that there's a huge burden of sin on their backs. They are religious people without living faith, without having come to the place of humbling, the place of the cross, the place of the new birth. How about you? Are you a person who has been very religious? You have crossed every T and dotted every I. You've done, you, you live very carefully. You make sure you don't miss a thing of the, of the law or any of those things. But the question is, do you have a new garment? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Christian finds no fellowship with them. And we find that today. If you have the Holy Spirit and you walk by faith and you've been humbled at the cross and come to the point where there's nothing in you that makes you deserve of the name of Christ, and yet you've received from him the assurance of Christ and the assurance of salvation. And you speak with others that have only external religion, and there's no warmth, there is a pride. And they says, well, there's nothing different between us. And you say, yes, externally there's nothing between us. But have you come to the place of true life at the gospel and the presence of Jesus Christ? Next time we'll continue the journey and see who's Christian, who's he going to meet next as he keeps traveling on that way to the celestial city. And who knows, will he arrive? Will the words of evangelists have pointed him to the right way? Or will he fail and finally fail at last? We'll see. Perhaps we see these two travelers back again sometime in the future. Well, thank you for watching. Any questions, leave them in the comments below. Please do subscribe. We'd love to, uh, for you to uh, browse our channel and see if there's any, any other things that you'd like to watch. See you next time. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in on today's episode of The Pilgrim's Well. For more, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and find us on YouTube at Pilgrim's Well. To find this church online, go to seventhref.org.